0: Welcome to the Annie Are You Okay podcast, the show where two moms talk about life on the borderline. I'm Annie. And I'm Oakley. Thanks for joining us today. Alright, I'm going to need you to buckle up and get ready because this shit's about to get heavy. Please understand that this show is not therapy and that we are not licensed psychologists, therapists, or life coaches. We are simply two moms who are walking down their own healing path. We believe in the power of connection to help unite and empower others who struggle with understanding mental health. Again, we are not professionals. We are just mental health advocates trying to spread awareness through our own experiences to help others feel less alone and to normalize the stigma around mental illness.
1: If anyone you know or love is struggling and needs help, please contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. You can also message them from the website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Kind of mouthful. Again, it's just suicidepreventionlifeline.org.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back.
1: How we all doing?
0: Do, do, do. Today, we are going to talk about music and mental health. Before we get on all to all that um how you doing
1: oakley doing pretty good um you know we had a reassessment with my psychologist not too long ago and uh it's uh it's seeming good we've got we're still on the same medications and everything um the next steps for me is i'm getting into like just a regular practitioner that i can have because i haven't been to a regular doctor in fucking years
0: yeah oh man i like so The person who I got my prescription through is a regular doctor, so it's nice sometimes because, like, talking to her in my appointment, I'm like, oh, yeah, and there's this weird lump in my leg, and she's like, do you want to get a scan on that? I'll set the appointment up. I'm like, cool. Like, it's so, like... Nice. And, like, I don't know how I got lucky or sent to this clinic, but, like, it's actually really cool. Like, it's not a super big hospital at all. It's just a small clinic, Mm -hmm. you know, and they do everything, so it's, it's cool. I don't know. I'm lucky. But
1: that's awesome. No, it's really good when you can find a practitioner that listens to you. That's one thing that I always like, I get kind of wary of is because I've had doctors that don't listen to me.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've gotten really fucking lucky ever since I got pregnant. Um, The only thing that sucked was like the hospital where I had my son wasn't Mm. that great, even though going to women's health inside the hospital was great yeah the hospital was not great was not great yeah um some of the people they were fucking just sucky and also it was just a very poorly staffed hospital during um i don't know midst of a pandemic yeah so it was just like yeah it's not not a great it was a traumatic fucking experience but uh anyways um other than that anything else new
1: not really. I mean, we've been settling into our apartment. I'm really enjoying
0: thriving
1: that. Heck yeah. You know, um, my bike. Uh, hopefully hopefully is getting taken in today to get fixed. Otherwise, I'm doing that tomorrow. So.
0: How is your body?
1: My leg's okay. We went and got um, we went and got some X-rays done, and uh, everything turned out fine. Sorry, you can't hear. I feel like I can you. hear myself really loud.
0: Alright, there How's we go. That?
1: that good? You can hear me good. How's that? That's better, all right. Um, <laughs> but I got x rays done and it all looked normal. Okay. I mean, I still have pain in my knee whenever I put pressure on it and like pivot, and it's only specific times. So, I'm wondering if like some cartilage may have just broken up and it's like just hitting a nerve at specific, very, very specific moments. Um, but either way about it, it's fine. I'm just happy that my bike's gonna get fixed and the person's insurance is gonna pay for it.
0: That's good. Yep. I'm glad. Um, let's see what is going up with me oh i'm on vacation happy memorial day (laughs) vacation for me because i could so i did um and like holidays where i work like the week Mm -hmm. of that holiday is typically a fucking nightmare so i'm glad i'm not there (laughs) shout out to all you guys love you Mm -hmm. kind of not really anyway uh um yeah i'm just like been chilling hanging out trying to do stuff with my kid I'm trying to get caught up on housework, trying to not to be overly anxious. I've kind Mm -hmm. of lately been feeling like, okay, maybe she's right. I should go up on a little bit more up on my medication if I'm doing this three times a day. So like I take my medication three times a day now and I'm like, okay, now it's kind of like, oh, when's my next one? Right. (laughs) So I'm like, shit. So I want to contact them tomorrow. I'm not trying to stress about it because, yeah. you know, I have plenty. And if I'm like, oh, I'm really anxious, I'll take two. Then I'll just fucking take two. It's not a big deal. Right. My doctor's going to understand. Um, but anyway, other than that, just been like hanging out and, uh, trying not to, not to like get too bored. Right. That's the one thing that's really hard now is like when yeah. I don't like to sit still anymore. mm And I have to, like, really, really, really wear myself out to Mm -hmm. be like, okay, now I can lay down in front of the TV and actually watch it. But I have noticed a lot lately that I'm way more in the moment. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have these periods of, like, drowsiness and, like, I'm a mother of, like, a one-year-old. I don't fucking know where that's coming from, but it's obvious that, like, that's symptomatic of just my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know... When I don't feel like that, I'm like pretty clear-headed and concise and thorough. Then I can I can actually say what I want to say right. when I want to fucking say it the That's way I want to. Yeah, That's good. So it's starting to work out a little bit better. Um, just more stupid people at work kind of being mm. weird, and I'm just like, he eh, stressed me out. Like, <laughs> but you know other than that i don't really give a fuck about other people you can just do stuff like i'm like i'm just here to make my money i'm to do my damn job i'm gonna do a good damn job because that's how i do things and then i'm gonna leave Mm -mm. and i'm gonna go home to this amazing kid so whatever i don't really care you know
1: yeah it's
0: just in the moment it's like oh god go away
1: well, and also like for being borderline, it's really hard. And like when you said it's kind of boring, it's like it's life gets boring because we're so used to life being dysregulated yeah. all the time that that was a really hard one for me was realizing like this is just how normal life is. It's like it's a little slower paced. It's a little quieter. I
0: had to increase my anxiety medication Yeah, to help me come down a little. Yeah. And I never realized how high strung I really kind of was. <laughs> Before any of this medication, like, once I started this medication, I'm like, whoa. Like, you can really feel Mm -hmm. a lot less intense. (laughs) Well, and
1: also you can feel, like, more. Like, it's not... For me, it was like this buildup of this one emotion that was just completely clouding over all Mm -hmm. other emotions. And now it's like, no, there's patches of this and patches of that. And I feel it simultaneously. And it's like you get more of the spectrum of feeling rather than just you're on one single pinpoint of the spectrum.
0: The one thing I noticed the most, though, is like I've always really loved and enjoyed being around my son. I could just lay on the floor and play with him for hours but, like, ever since I did start medication, I, I it's, like, even better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> this is great. I look forward to coming home. Whereas, like, when he was really little and I was working night shift and I knew I was going to have to take care of him all morning and I wasn't going to be able to sleep. And then I had to go yeah. back to work. And you're dreading that night, it. It's the level of anxiety that I felt. I had to do deep breaths before I walked through the door because he could have been awake by then. But if he wasn't, I could try and lay down for maybe an hour. It was so stressful. Yeah. I couldn't keep going. Like, there's no way. And, like, Dylan didn't have the ability to empathize with that while I was going through it until later. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, yeah. Because, like, he never did the night shift thing Mm -hmm. until I went to work. Right. And... Boom! Then he kind of had his big, huge slice of yeah. humble fucking pie, and what's kind of unique is that like he grew into that role and he really loves the nurturing at nighttime role. Yeah. So like he he embraces it. That's good, you know, and that's that's dope. And that would have never happened if I didn't work the night shift. But the fucking shit was hard. Yeah, and I'm glad it's over, and I'm not going back. <laughs> you can bite me. Um, but other than that you know just living life trying to keep rolling with these episodes so Mm -hmm. today we want to talk to you guys about music and mental health because you know what music is great i listen to it you listen to it literally everyone listens to it (laughs) right if you
1: don't like music there's usually something kind of wrong with you there but um Um, music has become a huge part of the media that we consume every day now. Um, And they've actually found that is, can be a really good tool for music therapy.
0: Yeah. So research shows the benefits of music therapy for various mental health conditions, um, uh, there's there's a lot of them uh, music acts as a medium processing emotions trauma and grief but music can also be utilized as a regulating or calming agent for anxiety or dysregulation
1: which is awesome for bpd because that's exactly what the issue yeah. is at hand is emotional <laughs> dysregulation
0: um there are four major interventions involved with music therapy including lyric analysis take it away
1: Well, in lyric analysis is where it offers a person the opportunity to identify song lyrics that may um, correlate with what their experience is. And so it's a a pathway for them to express what they're feeling without having to come up with their own words, because sometimes it's really hard for us to describe exactly what we're feeling, especially when it hits you so intensely. I'm speaking mostly like on the borderline side. Oh yeah. <laughs> um it's hard sometimes to explain what the hell you're feeling, but then when you hear a song lyric and it touches you and you're like, that's it. That's what expresses how I feel.
0: Yeah, it alleviates some send sen- sensitive, tender mm-hmm. areas in your heart and in your body. And you know, in your mind.
1: I think it gives you a sense of, like, someone else understands. And it gives you a sense of community through that. Yeah.
0: I think that was the first thing that really drew me into healing was, like, knowing that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And you were the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, when I freaking had that V P D card, I was like, oh, I'm taking this to my therapist. And I ran. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, honey, you are fucking... <laughs> 110 percent anyway but like yeah music therapy is great i think it's a a good idea and when i was going through a lot of my healing process of like the separation with my dad Mm -hmm. these like this current separation because i'm also going to talk about when i left my home at 18 Mm -hmm. um he like i listened to a lot of like heavy ass metal and it just you know what i mean it alleviated so much of my pain yeah it also connected me back to it but that's you know we'll expand on that too yeah definitely
1: <laughs> um another way that uh music therapy helped and we we picked up a lot of this information from the nami.org website um is through like improvisational improvisational music playing that also provides an outlet for emotional um it provides an emotional outlet and encourages socialization along with like exploration of your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um,
0: playing instruments can encourage emotional expression, socialization, exploration of values, therapeutic themes, you know, like conflict communication.
1: Um, uh, my therapist in IOP was a music therapist and he was really cool. It was a very interesting dude to talk to. Um, yeah a lot of the times we would talk about music or whatever it'd be like you know well why did you you know what what about that do you think really hit you and we'd go through and process some stuff and like it's a really big part of like uh when if you go into trauma therapy and uh and include music therapy with that is you work through a lot of like or at least in my experience working through a lot of like i didn't even realize this is why i like this music this is why i connect with it
0: yeah um i know when like i was growing up and stuff uh my mom she was like adopted from native americans so like she basically w- grew up with them and um so we went to like a lot of powwows and we did a lot of that stuff and we made drums and we beat drums like rawhide drums mm-hmm. and had rain sticks and, and like a lot of instruments mm-hmm. to like physically grab onto and i just like it, we had electric keyboards and all of the things. It was such a great outlet as a kid because we were able to just, you know, focus on this instrument. And I notice with Shepherd now, mm-hmm. he's more interested in instrumental things that he can same thing with figure Sel- out. And play.
1: loves the drums; she really wants to like learn how to do drumming. And I'm like, he okay. loves
0: music. That's his number one thing in life. Mm-hmm. Loves music, so keep rolling with it. <laughs> right. Um. So active music listening is another form of music therapy Uh, music can be utilized to regulate mood because of its rhythmic and repetitive aspects music engages the neocortex of our brain which claim or which calms us and reduces impulsivity
1: And I looked up what the neocortex also does. It is the center of like higher function. So it's that center of when we're thinking about our higher self, our higher purpose in life. It's where we gain our perspective. It's where we make decisions and it's not just decision-making like categorizing because that's part of like the lizard little part of your brain of like A, B, C, D, right? Mm. This is more like morality and making decisions, um, based on multiple factors that will give you a, whatever outcomes you're looking for mm-hmm. um and also has to do with language which makes sense because um i don't know about you but you know my, a few of my brothers and sisters really take music lyrically like and sometimes i'll find oh, lyrics yeah. that I i'm love. a big lyricist i so i love lyrics but i'm a music person i mostly so just feel it. it yeah i'm mostly a person who feels the music through that's their body that's why like hip-hop Because it's its music and it's lyrics. See, I love uh, alternative because of like heavy drum, anything with a heavy bass, anything that's got like that... um... I mean,
0: don't get me wrong. Check my vibe. (laughs) I'll go straight to they have a heavy metal category. And then like, I'll go right back to friggin Britney Spears.
1: Right. No, anything that's got a good beat. And I think that just seriously speaks to like, almost like your syncadian rhythm, right? We have this sort of beat of our own drum, right? So to say... And I think that like the beating of drums, like especially, awakens something primal in you, something that's yeah. very—I don't know—I love it. It gives me like an invigoration. I love hearing the drums. I
0: feel like when I got <clears throat> depressed, I like lost my connection with music. But like ever yeah. since the medication started, like I'm I'm actually reconnecting to it. And uh, I just wanted to like reiterate something that this this music therapist said, which was we often utilize music to match our alter, our mute, our. Mm-hmm. We often utilize music to match or alter our mood. While there are benefits to matching music to our mood, it can potentially keep us stuck in a depressive, angry, or anxious state. This happened to
1: me. This happened to me. I had to go through and cull through every music that I liked and be like, okay, does this really help me or did it help me? And now I'm just getting a dopamine boost out of it from listening to it because I'm like, oh, it's so good. But it makes me really sad.
0: And then... She goes on to say, to alter mood states, a music therapist can play music to match the current mood Mm -hmm. of the person and then slowly shift more towards a palm or causative state. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try this.
1: (laughs) So I've been doing that for like like, DJing.
0: I have a lot better. Like, I feel music a lot better now. I just feel like I could feel a little bit better. Right. And and by a little bit better, I mean just like a little bit less anxious. Right. (laughs) Um. But other than that, like, no, I've actually re-identified with music again. Um, I've started listening to hip-hop again when I was depressed. All I listened to was um, Falling in Reverse, mm-hmm. literally, was, like, all I listened to, yeah. um, you know, just, like, Anything in that genre of just really depressing, sad, screaming, and anything metal. And
1: yeah, Mine's so it's like just sad, like sad country songs.
0: <laughs> See, now I'm like, I still like that music, but I don't connect the way I used to. And mm. it honestly makes me feel really good and strong because I'm like, cool. I feel what you're saying. You're fucking traumatized. I am too. But, but that doesn't define me. Everybody's on drugs. <laughs> and this is true. The song... One of his songs is like, everybody's on drugs and he's not wrong about it. And it's just because like we live in this world where healing is almost fucking next to impossible for a lot of people yeah. <laughs> because it's so hard to just do the minimum now. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we're going to pay the $11 for the six-month prescription of <laughs> fucking paroxetine. Okay. Right. Judge well, me if you want to. I don't care. A thing uh, about I feel great.
1: The <laughs> thing about hip-hop is it's always been so real and raw, like, based in its lyrics yeah. or based in how, like, the message well, trying to come hip-hop across. Hip-hop
0: was based in, you know, a community that... The community that it came out of was the black community. So they, you know what I mean? That was already the underdog. That was already a suppressed entire culture. Yeah, so minority like, community. That whole rise of that, we have them to thank for it. Yeah. Um, But it is such a healing tool for a lot of people because, like, people do spit the realest shit with hip hop. Mm-hmm. And... and I think artists like Atmosphere, who's who's my favorite hip hop artist. Yeah, it's one of another one to of my be top white, ones. Whatever, I
1: know. But whatever. I um, thought he had Hispanic or Latina mix. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. I mean I don't care. I just love his music. I love his music. I've
0: always loved his music and um <laughs> one of his it's songs. not just like him, it's also Ant his his mix or his DJ, his mix, right. his and, DJ, yeah. and the guy who mixes all his music, that music is absolutely beautiful. It just beautiful. Slaps. It
1: hits so good. It's so beautiful. touches your soul. And then
0: you match it with his lyrics, and it's like, I feel this. Oh, yeah. I'm Okay, little story time. So, I was going through, like, my whole identity crisis, and who the fuck I wanted to be at, like, 25, 26, and I'm, mm-hmm. like, driving around... <clears throat> And, uh, I just had my camera in my car and I just put on all the atmosphere songs and I find this house that's like really fucking dope and it is abandoned and it is untouched. But like I go up to next, I'm taking pictures and it's absolutely beautiful. I'll show you after we're done recording. And, um, and I'm like listening to, uh, an atmosphere song and shit, I can't remember the lyrics at this exact moment it was atmosphere lyrics were literally spray painted the into thing. the that's house awesome. on the wall and i have a picture of that house with it on there and i'm like oh my god this was like a meant to be fucking moment
1: i have to pull up i atmosphere sent songs.
0: i sent that to slug and he's like damn i can barely see it but i see it man that's dope that's awesome and he responded and i like screenshotted it i was like oh slug i love you if you're listening thank you for your music
1: I was going to say, one song that, like, woke me up to, uh, my narcissistic tendencies was The Last to Say. Mm. Especially, (laughs) I'll find the full lyrics for it, um. Maybe. uh,
0: The Last to
1: Say. It talks about, like, where he says, like, the anger lives on through their son. And it's like, um, he saw, he caught it all, uh, A childhood of watching mom and pa get raw. It's too bad for him. Now that's half the truth. Because you are back with him. And now he's smacking you. What happened to you? You don't have a clue. Did your mama used to suffer accidents too? I never thought that you would stand for abuse. I guess I just assumed you'd pack up and move. That part where it says, I guess, assume you would just pack up and move, literally breaks me every time. Because it brings me back to when I was 17, 18, beating the crap out of my boyfriend at the time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think about that. And like the thing like you know that wasn't the sole one time that that happened and i think back on that and i i break because i'm just like i can't believe i did that to someone and to someone who i loved because i figured from you know what i had seen as a child like oh if it's bad enough you'll leave right you'll figure it out that's it's what borderlines do I, it that part always breaks it's the me.
0: narcissist that comes out to protect us because we don't know any other form yeah of reaction
1: yeah yeah no literally when i think back, to, to, i'm like it, i didn't even, know what to do i thought the only told, thing to do was to smack them out of it and to like get you know right wake him up.
0: you can be told a million times that's not how you react you you can tell well, yourself not.
1: there's no there's no excuses i know I have but for what it. i'm
0: saying is like you can absolutely know that's not how you're supposed to react but because of how we're raised and because what we're raised around yeah. we might still act that way and absolutely know it's wrong yeah and that's what's sad about unmanaged BPD is that, like, those people look like the fucking abuser. And look at fucking Amber Heard. We'll spin on that her in a second. Right. But, like, she is a very unmanaged borderline.
1: Yeah. Well, and to, a, you know, to someone else for, for you know, my ex's perspective, I was an abuser. You know, and I take that on. I hold that, you know, as heavy and as uncomfortable hey, as that is. There. You know, I was, I was the abuser. But am I an abuser? Is that what defines me? No. No. I'm not going to let it define me.
0: Yeah. And that's... I know. I've been abusive to a lot of people in my life. People that I love. Partners, Mm -hmm. family, all sorts. And um, yeah, you have to... The worst thing about this whole disorder is that you have to look (sighs) at who
1: you are. And own up to it.
0: And be like, yeah, I fucking did that and I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you have to forgive yourself. Yeah. And I think I've... I think i've forgiven myself for the way i've acted in the past i stop apologizing to other people which i noticed like that's a sign that i've mm-hmm. forgiven myself is like i'm not apologizing to you anymore yeah um so yeah songwriting uh songwriting is another tool that they use in music therapy it provides opportunities for expression in a positive and rewarding way anyone can create lyrics that reflect their own thoughts and experience as and experiences and select instruments and sounds that best reflect the emotion behind the lyrics. This is a process or this process can be validating and can aid in building self-worth,
1: yeah, because as much as we want to say that like, oh, I don't like people, and that's very common personality oh trait. God, quote I unquote now <laughs> today. I'm just gonna say it's a quote unquote, common personality trait. Um you know, as much as we want to say we don't like people, we are social beings. And there is a huge, um, there's a huge amount of value we put on being validated by others, and that's why oh, we seek yeah. out connection. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just talking to like a little bit of the younger audience here on this. Is like, yeah, it may be safe and feel really cool, like not even cool. I don't even want to be patronizing like that. It maybe just feel really comfortable and safe to be like. Well, that's just how life is. Everything sucks. Blah blah blah. But to be able to and actually it. feel it, you open up more lines. Not just for like when you open yourself up to the spectrum of emotion, you also are opening yourself up to the spectrum of experiences and connections that you can make with others. Because if you don't have those, you know, if you don't show others, or if you don't, um, if you don't make it apparent. And not that you have to make it apparent, but if others can't pick up on what you're going through, it's very unlikely that someone is going to, you know, have any sort of connection with you about it because, you know, they have to, you got to be able to see it to go to it. Right. Yeah. I mean... And as much as we all like being mysterious, sometimes the best thing you can do is be like, this is what I need.
0: That's really kind of like where I was trying to stay in between a balance of before I went back to therapy and all this other stuff happened. I was like, oh, well, you don't just dis- you disagree with me when fuck you. You're a fucking idiot. Fuck you. You're wrong. Fuck
1: you. Fuck. Fuck. Like, yeah. that was just it. Right. It was like, and, oh, just not going to feel that. Not going to interact with it. It's just gone. Shut down. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, like, I regret doing that because, like, there was a lot of good that I shut away. There was also things that I could could have handled that I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a lot of shit. See, I was where... a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so. yeah.
1: No, that's where I'm at is I'm trying to take those spaces to, like... Be like, um, okay, what am I feeling? Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna do a little selfie. Please,
0: if we were gonna do a selfie on air, and hopefully you guys will tune in.
1: Ah. Oh, it's a video.
0: <laughs> ah. All right. Well, Even hopefully better. you guys will tune in. I can figure out photos. Okay. Hold on. Let's get the wider.
1: Woo-ee.
0: Peace for life. That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Post that on the Insta. Um. Anyway, so yeah, music has been a fucking huge tool in my life, uh whether I knew it or not. But right. I've, I think I've known for like at least half my life that music is a tool that I use yeah. to just feel good. All right. Now well, this episode can just keep going. It'd be great. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> just having some technical difficulties. Okay. Quick. Side story: We've been through four microphones in the last week trying to have a three-way setup. Yeah, no, there's and,
1: there's like a microphone the head laying on the ground underneath uh, your chair. Yeah, it's
0: it's ridiculous. But <laughs> well, we found the right ones, and then today when we went to plug everything back in, it didn't work. And then Dylan's like, "I don't fucking know." Like, I got a new laptop, and now like all the microphone stuff is different that we need, and you know, or whatever. I don't. I don't actually. No, but um he does and (laughs) and he's having an absolute fucking nightmare and and i feel bad for him because well that's our technical support right (laughs) anyway um so yeah music is a tool that i've always used probably my whole life since growing up i mean like my mom used to just blast music through the house and whenever we clean or we would sleep in too late she had those like you know 40 inch speaker fucking things all through every freaking room in the house oh we had
1: the surround sound in the yeah family yeah i remember oh and my god my dad used to do Last mtv it. and vh1 in the morning every freaking morning there you go um that was like what we lived off of um and i never realized i was using music as a tool i always just knew that i really connected with certain music and i'm like comparatively to my brothers and sisters i don't really keep track of like artists names or their albums or even their songs. I just kind of know what I like because I connect with music, not in a very lyrical way or like anything like that. I connect with it mostly through like the feeling of the music as it moves through my body.
0: Yeah, and that's how I was as a kid. Like I would just like go through. My parents always had tons and tons of CDs. Mm-hmm. I mean, starting at the, the age CD of ten, book. <laughs> yeah, I would just go through the CD book and I would pull out everything and just start listening to it. And like that's how I started loving classic rock, you yeah. know, and and Bob Marley and just you know I listened to a lot of grunge too, like mm-hmm. things that like are nobodies that are from Portland, like metal that nobody (laughs) my mom was super into and just like i was very experimental as a child with music and i think that was because i was super interested in seeing what like this would make me feel or think like or you know want to just move around like and uh man this this mic is picking up every little
1: movement yeah
0: he, like, turned something on. Anyway. So, yeah. Like, I've always used music to connect. And it's been super helpful ever since I was young. Um, I've been to over 150 concerts. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm not, like, brag, but, like, also brag because like i love live music man like mm-hmm. i live and i grew up around live music my grandfather he played the saxophone and i grew up going to you know his events and just being around somebody who's always playing music all the time and so now um you know it's it's the same thing. I want to go back to live music. COVID really fucked me over.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say, you're gonna have to uh, bring me along with you. Cause I never really, I mean, I went to a few shows and stuff like that when I was a teenager, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but not as many as I wish I could have gone to. I wish I would have gone to the thing for me is I'm like, I have such very specific, not taste, but like, I don't listen to whole, um, <laughs> I don't listen to like whole, uh, what's it called? Albums or anything like that. Oh, see. Yeah. I can't, I don't know. I can't do that. But a festival where there's lots of different music playing, like EDM. Love EDM. Because that's all just beats and whatnot. Yeah, see, I've
0: never been to that kind of show. I'm always going to, like, hip-hop. Yeah. And rock, metal. Um... Yeah, <laughs> that's my are like the stuff I like to see. Yeah,
1: um, you've also been to like stadiums and stuff like that too, where they have yeah. like the really large people. I've only ever done like small, like you know Hawthorne or something small like that, right?
0: I've been to the to, the Tacoma Dome Ooh. and they had an end sync, and there was like fucking pyrotechnics, and I they came jealous. in through the fucking ceiling. I saw Shania Twain there too, and I she came that. in swinging. Uh, she was like swinging on a guitar case playing awesome. still the one. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to cry. And her drapey ass dress. Cause you know, it's yeah. fucking Shania Twain. Her drapey ass dress. Like literally I could have touched it, but I'm not weird. And everybody else like tried to grab it. It was funny. Rip her clothes off. Like, well, cause I mean, it's Shania Twain. Oh my God. And I love her. I've always grown up like that's the diversity in my music too. Is like, I've always grown up listening to Shania Twain. Mm hmm. Like, man, I feel like a woman. Like, that yeah. is in my anthem. So, whatever. But, yeah, it was just, like, a really cool experience to um, be a part of a lot of concerts. I also got to, like, do a fair amount of, like, live event photography where I got to mm. go to concerts and shoot photos. That's awesome. Um, I was really starting to expand on that. And then COVID happened. <laughs> And then I got pregnant. Hoo-hoo. And oh. then I, here I am. <laughs> and I'm like, eh. I don't know what I want. Yeah. I don't know what I want. All I know that I want to do is just like continue to keep working on my self-care Yep. and getting into a good rhythm yep. and, and stabilizing myself yep. and grounding myself. And then... I'll do something
1: new. I keep feeling like I'm missing out on the best years of my life, even though I realize like, yes, I am doing a lot of work that a lot of people my age are not doing. Um, I still am like, you know, I feel like I'm missing out on the stuff that people my age are doing, which is like, you know, figuring out what their career is going to be and having like interesting lives where they do and get, get to do and go interesting places and things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like I'm missing out on that because I'm like, well, I don't really know what to do to like be able to facilitate a life like that where I won't want to kill myself. Cause right. Because like, for the rest of them, they're all like, that doesn't even matter. Who cares if you want to kill yourself? You got all the money in the world. And I'm like, okay, I cannot. Nothing. I cannot. I can't keep doing that. I tried doing that and I nearly done alive, unalived myself. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find something that I, like, I can do or bear, but that gives me the lifestyle that I want. Um, I think that's the American dream. Actually, you know
0: what? I I wrote wrote this down because, like, I had to ask my mom. My first concert, I was 10 years old, and it was a metal Mm. show, and it was one of my friends, or my mom's friends, and, like, we were at front row, and he, like, pulled me on stage and shit, and he's, like, in this crazy, crazy costume, like, he's wrapped in cords, and he's got, like, black makeup all over his face, and I'm 10. What? And I'm like... And he's like singing to me. <laughs> and like at the end of the show, like they all pull me backstage and like they're all like really scary looking, right? And I'm like like a ten year old little girl, <laughs> like it's cool. What's up, guys? Like <laughs> sign my album and they all signed it. I still have it. That's awesome. The band was called T V six one six. What? And the album that they gave me was Poison Blanket. And if any of you guys listening know what that is, hit me up. I'll buy you a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, then <laughs>
1: I was say, my coffee, first concert paying. was My Chemical Romance. <laughs> oh! And who opened for them was Neon Trees before Neon Trees was, like, super cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that was pretty awesome. And then I got me, Ellie, and our two friends and a really cute boy that I had literally, like, met jumping up and down at the concert with to the very front. And then Frank Iroh spat all of his water <laughs> onto the crowd. And I didn't wash my face for, like, a week. Oh God. Ew, I would've like. Oh, I was like blah, blah. fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Mike and Romance. I was Let's like see. I got touched. I mean, I saw By NSYNC the Water
0: and all that. I saw No Doubt when she had pink hair. Oh my gosh. And then black eyed peas opened for them and that was before Fergie was a part Ooh. of them. So that was really cool. And then, like, I watched some chicks shave her head on stage for backstage tickets. That was cool.
1: That's awesome. Uh,
0: yeah. And then, like, oh, Lit opened for him. I don't remember if you remember Lit. Nope. 90s grunge band. Pretty dope. Um, that was one of the coolest shows. And then, like, I don't know. What was your favorite concert that you've been to?
1: Oh, my favorite was actually this person. I don't remember what the concert was because it was my ex's that he wanted to go to, some musician he was into. But the person that opened for them... They used to have music on Spotify, now they don't, and I've tried looking them up everywhere oh, else. Oh, I hate when that happens. I hope they didn't die.
0: <laughs> because... Well, sometimes they remove it because, like, Spotify and the Joe Rogan sit- situation.
1: I don't even know what that
0: is. I explained this to you on air last time, so I'm just oh, going to, like, okay. let you be. <laughs> Joe Rogan is is not a conspiracy theorist, but he talks about conspiracy theories, and therefore they're, like, you know, misinformation mm-hmm. lawsuits against him, yeah. basically.
1: Oh, that's crazy um anyway, no, but that's he, uh, why people disappear from spotify his name was red pill kind of like you know the matrix or whatever okay. um but he made this song called rum and coke and it was about being young and broke and the only thing you can afford for your girl is a fucking Roman coke right like i hope she don't want anything nice or fancy because all i can get her is Roman coke and i really liked his music his music was so good um, and then he dropped off to Face of the Earth. Fuck, I hate when that happens. A lot of his music before he left, you know though, you was about do? drugs. And that's why I'm like, I hope you're still alive out there, uh-huh. buddy. <laughs> I really do, because you were awesome.
0: Well, you know, what you can do is try to find him on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, like, sometimes they'll have CDs. And then yeah. you can import that into Music Player. Or um, for us, we just use iTunes. And nice. then we put it into our music. Uh, there's a couple songs on the Space Jam soundtrack that are not available on itunes so i bought the cd nice. uh, and there's like a couple albums from or there's a couple songs on goofy movie from the soundtrack that oh aren't gosh. available either so i bought that cd too we <laughs> <You> just <laughs> you had Sylvie watch <laughs> the
1: goofy movie and she loved it
0: loved my it. my favorite concert though i don't know i've been to atmosphere five times so you could probably say that but um it's got to be a toss up. I'm not a big fan of like big concerts, Mm -hmm. but like the Shania Twain show was fucking spectacular. We had floor speed seats. It was the whole, it was the whole nine. And then like the Backstreet Boys concert kind of fulfilled this little hole in my heart. And like, The Encore, okay, because I'm a big Trail Blazers girl. Uh I love basketball. I've been to 100 basketball games. It's not about basketball, but, um, you know, I'm from Portland. I've been to so many basketball games. And so, um, and I follow that shit. But on the Encore, all of the Backstreet Boys bust out into Blazers jerseys. Oh, cute. And I about fucking died Mm -mm. i was like i'm having a heart
1: attack meanwhile (laughs) i'm probably at some baseball game (laughs) with Ashante, looking at her well she wasn't looking at her brother's butt i was looking at her brother's butt she was looking at all the other boys butts and i mean i was taking a peek at them too but that's probably what i was doing at that time oh you know what eight years nine years old
0: the best concert i've actually ever been to was with an ex but fuck that guy the the concert was blue man group in vegas go if it's not even that expensive to go and honest to god i don't know if it's like a different skit every time i've only been once but it's definitely going worth going at least once it's so much fun it's interactive and it's it's so amazing what these people do with (laughs) with um different instruments and what they create so um that was probably the coolest show i've ever seen but of course it's vegas and yeah. also, Shania Twain did Vegas, and so did Backstreet Boys. So, of course, those those are all great shows. <laughs> yep. But uh, 10 out of 10, would recommend. Uh, but honestly, my most favorite kind of concert is a nobody at the Roseland, at, you know, any small venue. I almost mm-hmm. don't even like going to the fucking Roseland. Uh, I like going to Corvallis or even Eugene because yeah. those places don't get jam-packed. Nope. Um, it's the same experience. I don't feel like I'm gonna die of heat exhaustion or crowd crush. Um, yeah, so like I really like that. And then also, they raise the prices for like the Rosalind, and um, it's way too expensive to yeah. sit up. Yeah, I used to be able to go upstairs early and then like find seats. No, now they charge like $170 mm-hmm. for a seat. And I'm like, I'd rather go, I'd rather drive my ass an hour to Eugene and stay the night right. <laughs> or hang out. But my favorite shows are always small venue shows. That's how I found a lot of music, too, was, like, I don't know. I lived in Portland for, like, a grip and, like, as an adult. And while I was there, it's was just, like, I would just go to shows that I didn't even know. I, like, Passion Pit, didn't mm-hmm. know who they were, went to their show. Now I know. And, like, a lot of people listen to Passion Pit, apparently. But, um, like, yeah, I found a lot of cool shit that way. It's been a lot of fun, and one of the funnest things I ever got to do was actually do a shoot live event photography for a Paul Wall concert. That's cool. (laughs) That was so much fun. It was funny because, like, he has this beard now, and he just doesn't look like Mm -hmm. Paul Wall. He's skinny, and he's bald, and he's got a beard, and and he's definitely... um, um, involved with stuff that I don't want to be involved with seems a little sketchy. Anyway, probably a gangster. <laughs> I don't know. But either way, he he was very nice to me, so I'm I have nothing negative to say. I was just like, wow, all these people around here with all of this stuff, and I see those bulges. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm a single white female in a weird scene. Hey, and you know. It's the middle of the night, and people are drunk. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, you got to be careful when you're doing live event stuff, because it's a hip-hop show. Oh, okay. Like, you never know what kind of crowd of people are going to go
1: there or be there, like... Well, just as an AFAB person, you always got to be on the... the
0: legitimately, the yes. The defense. You have to... And like, I hate being like that, because, like, I'm not... I'm not prejudice against anybody i'm just scared
1: <laughs> yeah and I'm, you know, Well, and some I, shit you know me i was always that friend that was like nope we're not doing that nope we're not doing that nope that's not a good idea and like in high school i always got a bag rap because everyone's like no don't go out with them they'll like you'll never get to go do anything and i'm like no we can just do stuff we're just gonna be safe we're not gonna go into some freaking foreign boy's car that he says is around the corner in some dark alley to some not hotel. It was a party, but he wouldn't tell us where it was at or any of that. And it was just like really weird and really sketchy. I was like, no, 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 no. And then everyone in the car was like, you're so lame. Why did you do that? You ruined a good time. And I was like, I probably saved you all.
0: That happened to me too. I would always blow the whistle and be like, you guys are going to get raped. Stop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like
0: literally stop. Yeah. And I'm the Debbie Downer. Whatever. You're not dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) Um, so moving on, have you played any instruments?
1: I used to play the guitar, which was really nice. And when my grandfather passed away, it was a huge outlet for me because I used to sing songs as if I was singing them for him. Um, and that was a really nice like outlet for me to be able to like process. Un- yeah. Especially when like grief in my family was very... Like, it was a hard yeah. one. Especially with people being on drugs and oh, stuff yeah. like that. It was just a very awkward time and a very bad time at that so playing the guitar was always like a big outlet for me i used to play i did the same
0: thing like okay so i used the guitar like i took lessons and stuff throughout Mm -hmm. high school but i never really paid attention or (laughs) practice
1: right
0: but like when i went to job corps i took my guitar and like i previously left my home to go live with dylan because like my parents were fucking psycho and i couldn't stay there Mm -hmm. and so when I got to Job Corps and then I and then I no longer had Dylan, we broke up. Um, I started playing Wish You Were Here, which is a song about loss. Mm-hmm. And I connected it to, like, I started listening to that song obsessively after I left the home, before I went to Job Corps. But after I went to Job Corps, I learned how to play it. And, uh, and then I learned a bunch of other songs that were really sad, <laughs> like Hurt by Johnny Cash. Um, just a lot of deep, deep processing trauma type shit and um yeah it was very healing for me i don't really play my guitar it hangs on the wall right here Mm -hmm. but um i know how and i played it when shepherd was a baby and now he won't let me play it because he wants to grab everything but um yeah like it's an, an amazing tool to heal with. Oh, Even definitely. if you don't like, you know, you can still consider yourself comfortable My tool <laughs> is always
1: much more my voice. I love singing. Singing has always been my outlet. Me too. I was shamed for it a lot as a child.
0: Me too. <laughs> um, so I
1: don't really sing a lot in front of people, but I've been getting better at doing it, especially like at work. I found that at work, like I can sing along to whatever music's going on and really not care what people think. And you know what? I've been told by several of my employees whether they're lying or not i really don't care because it was super nice they were like you have a really nice singing voice and i was like thank (laughs) you
0: i feel like i do too sometimes but like i don't know i told my sister this and i feel like it made a lot of sense and it was it feels like i've been to outer space and back and i'm finally just now like settling and unpacking right my myself from that experience and like yeah so like i'm starting to get back into music again i'm not like so much there all the way but I feel things coming back mm-hmm. um which which is nice and then my self-care is like I'm obsessed with self-care now so I'm like okay cool like that's nice I can take care of that and it gives me um, serotonin when you take care of like a- accomplish a task I forget which part of the brain that anyway mm-hmm. it's good for you yeah. um but like the music I've been listening to more music at work and it's time has been passing but easier and I'm like wow okay like things are getting a little better they're not as severe (laughs) right
1: I don't know for me I've been having a little trip up with like coping like actually working through the emotions I still like I can feel them start up and then they get turned off you know what I mean they don't like they don't play out their full course and I'm like
0: does that make you feel tired? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like,
1: I just want to, I just want to do it. And I realize like, my body and my brain are not going to do it until they're ready. But I'm like, I just want to get past that point. You know what I mean? I just yeah. want to get past it. Even though I realize like, the idea is to enjoy the journey. Fuck this fucking... But that sucks. <laughs> I don't want to I'm, I'm tired. Hey, I've been waiting the so long. But part
0: of the... In- the journey you're on is to be fucking pissed that you're on it. So, I mean, that is true. You have to I sh- I should fully accept that. that there is flaws to every part of your experience. And that's yeah. the balance of life. You have to also realize that yeah. because so of always that, gonna be great. you can embrace the good yeah. more easily. Yeah.
1: I think that's, yeah, a big part that I'm practicing is making space for the times that are not so great just holding space for it and being like, you can hold this. You don't have to run from it. You can literally hold it. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you can make it through. Um, That's definitely a big one that I think everybody is working on. I think that's like the big overarching goal is like, you know, I think a lot of people have a hard time with discomfort. We've made a society that literally um, runs on comfort and on convenience for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what the stage of late capitalism that we're in is like you know people don't want to go out and like make for themselves something that they can go and buy for 2.99 you know and the same thing kind of goes for like your mental health people don't want to do the journaling and the shadow work and the it's hard. mindfulness and the <laughs> yeah the hard stuff to like get what they they really need they just want to be able to like take a pill which not that medication isn't great i love my medication I just, I think you agree. It's like medication has to go hand in hand with therapy or else you're really only getting, you know, 50% of the benefit.
0: Yeah. I'm like shocked that there's like people who get medication without And don't do it. anything. Yeah. And my therapist is like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel you there. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to like talk a little bit more about how I listened to a lot of like falling to reverse going through, um, processing the trauma that i went through as a young kid just like okay when i became a mother i and i started my therapy and i went through my therapy it became very apparent that i had a lot of ptsd and Mm unresolved trauma unprocessed trauma Mm -hmm. and that i was getting flashbacks and so on and um This artist, Falling in Reverse, this man has been through hell and back himself, and trauma, 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 trauma has written a lot about it, and I connected deeply to it, and it really helped me process the trauma. It was really painful, and every time I would, like, listen to this, like, I would scream.
1: That's how I feel when I listen to music that I used to listen to, like, when we were growing up, you know, like, when you lived with us, all the music we used to listen to then, like, Pink and, um, uh, I'm trying to think of other people. All I can think right now is Pink. Pink, Evanescence, uh, Avril Lavigne, um, The Killers, uh, who else? Cake. Like, I've been listening to all those songs that we listened to for, like, so long ago. And I realized, I'm like, I love this song, but this song makes me feel something that I don't really remember. But, like, I know it's familiar. I
0: wanted to share a little bit of lyrics from that song. Heck yeah. So... It goes, in the beginning, uh, I wake up every morning with my head up in a daze. I'm not sure if I should say this. Fuck, I'll say it anyway. Everybody tries to tell me that I'm going through a phase. I don't know if it's a phase. I just want to feel okay. I battle with depression, but the question still remains. Is this post-traumatic stress, or am I suppressing rage? And my doctor tries to tell me that I'm going through a phase. Yeah, it's not a fucking phase. I just want to feel okay. And, like... I used to scream that part because, like, I just wanted to feel okay. And, like, oh, man, like, going to outer space and back and unpacking all that shit and all how dirty it is. It's, like, you got to deal with your mess. And, like, you realize that, like, you have the tools to do that now. Um, So, like... It's not that scary, I guess, but like it was really hard processing that trauma. But that music really helped
1: me do it. Right. I'm looking up this one song because to- that lyric you said totally reminded me of this. I think it's called Real Love, but I want to make sure who I get it from, like who the artist is, so people can look it up. This is found on Spotify too. Um, my friend showed me this song and they were like, I really think you'll connect to this song. Um, come on, where are you? Ch-ch-ch-ch. Real love, real love. <laughs> real love makes your heart black. Let's just look it up by name. Is that my cat? It is. Kitty. Real love by Big Thief. Um, this song, yeah, at one point it's like it talks about like uh like domestic abuse and stuff like that, which I witnessed quite a bit as a kid. Um and I know, like, my family kind of doesn't remember all of that. Good for you guys. Um, But that's stuff that I, like, deal with. Um, And that's, like, a lot of my reoccurring memories and trauma is having seen stuff like that. And it talks about, like, real love, you know, makes your lungs black. Real love. It's like a... It feels like a heart attack. And it just talks about, like what it's from a perspective of child watching their two parents who hate each other and beat the crap out of each other and being like, that's what love is.
0: Yes.
1: And that, Oh, even right now I'm like, I'm going to cry. um That like really pulls me into like really vulnerable moments when I was a child and I saw really horrible things happening to either one of my parents. And, uh, if either one of my mom or dad are listening, real love by, um, big thief. You should listen to it. Uh, it's very cathartic and it it just has a lot to uh to say about like this is what you show children when you have kids and you're like this this is what they learn um and uh, you know i have to admit like a lot of a lot of the reasons why i was abusive towards partners in the past is because that's what i saw that's what i was given (laughs) the cat's begging to be let out yeah
0: and that's the thing is that like I think it's the hardest thing for the human heart to accept is what we did to hurt our own kids. Oh yeah. Is h- hardest to accept because the amount of sacrifice that we give will always be way more than than that. And we have to eat that. Mm-hmm. That's ours. Like, that's not theirs. We don't put that on them. That may be what our parents were taught, and that's maybe what they did to us. But yeah. we we are not doing that to our kids, and that's why we are breaking this cycle.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and it's not no fucking shit on you or anybody. It's just this is how we really want to take care of our families. Yeah. It's really simple. I mean. And all we need is support
1: i'll call a spade a spade so shit on whoever deserves it and was playing in the shit in the first place so. i don't even fucking flinch at people playing in the shit i'm
0: like oh you're playing in shit ha ha have fun with that bye i don't even fuck i do
1: got time see my, <laughs> my people who are playing in shit they keep coming up to me being like look how squeaky clean i am and i'm like no, you full of shit and then they get mad <laughs> and i'm like okay We're yeah, telling me you're so clean I've been then. having
0: a lot of that sh- shit situation with my sister and today we were like talking and she's like talking about how like She's had a headache for days and days. And I'm like, have you, like, take... She has, like, worked, like, days and days in a row. Like, weeks and weeks in a row. No days off. And I'm like, you you do realize that, like, you can't physically keep doing keep that. You yeah. It's not even just, like, your brain or your body. Like, look at my shirt. Mental health matters. And she's, like, took it as an insult. And I was like, that's not what I meant. Probably
1: and because she knows that mental health that's matters. That's exactly and she what I tried to say. that she's not taking care of herself.
0: And she's like... You don't know what I do to maintain my mental health, so don't assume I don't do anything. I was like, I didn't. All I was saying, right? Was I wasn't saying I know model.
1: anything about that.
0: And I just kind of got upset, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna sit here and have a conversation, like a stressful conversation, because you did not take did what you- I was saying.
1: You know, my brothers and sisters also have a really hard time when you're like, I just want to talk about this thing. And yes, it affects both of us, but I'm not trying to call you out on anything. And then everyone takes it personal. Like you are trying to call them out. I just
0: don't communicate with like any of them.
1: Yeah. I've been working on like not trying to overshare with my family and like, yes, it's really hard because they try to overshare (laughs) with me and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I don't say anything. Right. And then they'll be like, so I kind of feel like you're judging me and be like, I'm not judging you. I'm That's just not comfortable to sharing with you this stuff because of what happened last time. I and mean, like the only person who takes it pretty well is Ellie. Cause Ellie is, we're pretty on, pretty on par with where we're at in our journeys. We're pretty side by side, you know, or however you want to look at it. Um, you know, we're just, we both understand that like, yeah, we get tired sometimes. And I mean, we spent our childhoods together. We're Irish twins. So yeah. You know, we're just really close, um, which I love. I love the fact that, you know, even though they canceled on us today and it's like the second time that they canceled, I'm like, you know what? I get it. Life gets hard and they've been pushing themselves a lot harder than they probably should be. Um, But that's that's, that's their, their choice. That's their
0: journey. So we're going to move along here because we've already been recording an hour. All right. <laughs> um, So I click final because to me, and I don't know if this is because I've had such weird fucking damaged hearing throughout my life but when i listen to vinyl i can hear things a lot more clearly and mm-hmm. they aren't so um like sometimes when i'm wearing headphones and like the volumes change mm-hmm. or like the the sound changes mm-hmm. it really fucking gives me anxiety so like mm-hmm. with vinyl it's like really smooth and so i can hear all the dis- The different instruments at different depths, the Mm -hmm. way they were intended. I've got the right shit for it. So, like, that stuff, when I listen to it, I purely listen to it just to feel good. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, ah, here's some good, clean, beautiful... I don't know. What am I going to play today? (laughs) Elvis. Like, I really like Elvis. He's one of my favorites. I think we talked about that last time. Elvis and Dolly P, man. My homies. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. I know, uh, I know Ellie's fucking big on vinyl. So yeah. I was excited to talk Ellie about really this. Ellie really likes vinyl. Them. But, yeah. She and I have realized, or they and I have realized that um, we have very different tastes in music, even though we both really like vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like upbeat stuff, and she likes sad stuff. And so the contrast, I thought would be really interesting, but... Maybe we'll t- chat about it next
1: time. And there's me. I'm like, do you have an ABBA vinyl?
0: <laughs> uh, Disco. I've got some Motown. It's
1: close. So close. Uh, so yeah,
0: hip hop has always been my number one. Um, everything else, pretty much number two. I listen to everything else. Like everything else. Mine's always been alternative. Alternative, alternative rock? No, more like alter like alternative. Pop alternative alternative
1: have you ever heard of the dodos no um it's very like rhythmic and like lots of strings it's almost like alternative folk hmm it's i i like it a lot it's like alternative rock meets alternative folk it's like if folk was rock (laughs) i listen
0: to whatever i want to fit my vibe Mm -hmm. or what does fit my vibe but like when i'm at work i try to f- fucking listen to more energetic stuff because that helps. usually helps mm-hmm. um sometimes that's not my my situation for the day so we could just jump to a podcast and i run my shit on medium there you go but uh yeah i like a, i mean i like everything from like dubstep fucking club music um i really like lil wayne's dubstep music it's fucking good have you ever listened to
1: like <laughs> cleansing music or like Reiki music where it's like it sounds and I vibrations. might have
0: but not know it because you know your brother yeah,
1: yeah. um <laughs> I love that stuff doing yoga in the morning and putting on a little Reiki music or a little like um sound cleanse I usually just play like a vibrational hurt so it's just like a sound of like but at like a certain vibration oh yeah
0: Dylan's played that shit love <laughs> that so stuff weird.
1: that stuff's so calming you guys are
0: so unique and different for me like the age difference it just provides this gap of information that would not be in my life if you weren't there like it's just the way it is even with Dylan he's with it too because you're his siblings so Mm -hmm. like I'm like wow like I just never (laughs) with so much stuff (laughs) like music and entertainment wise I'm like wow I would have never watched YouTube before dude i don't even watch youtube i know but he does and i'm like wow i get why people do this right and then like the music and all the other stuff like uh, yeah that's right up his alley yep so let's talk about favorite music bands and everything let's get into the good
1: yeah i was gonna say some of my favorite music right now is um there's this one song lemon boy by cape town which is a song about radical radical self-acceptance um, yeah, yeah. and it starts off being like you know this little lemon guy was growing in my garden so I tried to pull him up by his hair but like a weed he only come back again and then he starts talking about it, so I just let him grow and let him be and you know lemon boy and I started getting along together and it's <laughs> it's so good it's just everything about it is great I want to get a tattoo for it because I love it Um, Do we
0: should get set up appointments together because I also want to get a tattoo soon.
1: Dude, if I'm getting a tattoo, I'm going to get the cover up for my back because I hate this thing on my back. It's just so ugly.
0: I mean, I love everything about 90s music, like pop, punk, um, the whole ska, pop, punks, fucking shit, no doubt, Gwen Stefani, (laughs) Um, you know, the Beacon Street album. Um, all of that is, like, right up my alley. I also really loved, you know, 90s country.
1: Yeah. Like 90s China country 20. was definitely a thing that I, I loved. I was more like a Brad Paisley type person. Oh,
0: that's, yeah, that's a little more 2000s. Oh, I mean, okay. he, he started out in the 90s, but he yeah. got, he gained a lot of traction in the 2000s. Yeah, it
1: was that whiskey lullaby one that yeah. he had going. Na, 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 that's a great, I oh love that Oh, yeah, Don't Make Me Cry, it's such song. a sad song. It's a good song, man. It's, it
0: is. I liked, you know, Alan Jackson. hmm Oh gosh, there's so many Alan um, Jackson songs. Uh uh fuck. I oh my gosh, God. what's like, the one you know, George Strait, fucking Tim McGraw? What about Garth the people Brooks.
1: that do uh I'm already there? You know? i don't know Take probably look one around. of the people at, at tim mcgraw <laughs> no <laughs> like, I no know, it was a gr- it's right a group now. it's a group of people um i can't remember what their name was is it sugarland maybe maybe i don't know i'm not much of a
0: 2000 anything from 2000s on i'm not too familiar with see that was my childhood
1: so that's like, like the stuff I'm i remember a
0: big 90s like alan jackson and fucking you know the nitty-gritty bitty band or whatever the fuck that's called and and uh You know, I'm a country man. Oh, yeah. Four wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Drop that note. Anyway, but fucking the 90s were great with music. I feel like the reason I connect most to it is because, like, I just had a traumatic childhood that, like, well, it was, like, a good childhood. And then it got, like, ripped away from me. And I feel like that's always going to be a part of my personality Mm -hmm. is this. I always want to, like, reconnect to her because... I was ripped Mm -hmm. from her I was forced to grow up and uh, music's a really great way to kind of like soothe that inner girl and I've always really liked listening to Disney music yeah like even before my son well before my son I've got Disney playlists man uh, I've always been a Disney princess I've always known the words to Moana Uh, (laughs) and my son's favorite movie is now Moana and I'm like man that might be fault that might be my fault (laughs) but I don't care uh just always been into that. I like
1: musical music. I went oh, through I love, I I love really, Broadway music. Um, like from do you shows. like Bad Bunny? No, I don't think I've heard Bad Bunny.
0: Oh, he's getting more popular. He's like um it's like a Spanish music and it's okay. it's so cool. It's like it's starting to gain some traction. He did it like um he did a couple songs with like Justin Bieber and shit. Um not despacito or something, but some along that lines, but it's kind of like that. Anyway, he's pretty cool. I've been really getting into more like reggaeton yes. and uh um,
1: dude, I love reggaeton.
0: Actually, Mariachi.
1: Yeah, dude, Mariachi's oh my bomb. God.
0: I'm like, fuck yeah! What are we doing listening to this white people trash? This is fucking way better. Like, listen right. to the da da, da da. I think it might be Encanto's fault. Although, I will say, I started listening to the uh, uh, mariachi Uh long before Encanto. I was going to
1: say, polka music, which is where mariachi bands Mm -hmm. are, like, based from, um, is so intoxicating. Like, (laughs) so intoxicating. I love it. Especially when you are intoxicated. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Nothing sounds better than, Uh... like...
0: I really like the ska. I really like ska. Like fucking the mighty mighty boss tones, freaking real big fish, um, the interrupters, all of the ska bands, and Anna's looking at me like or Oakley's looking at me like,
1: What are you talking yeah, like, about? Uh, pick it up,
0: pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. No?
1: no see i'm more like i'm more like modest mouse the dodos the killers Uh, um
0: she uh, she doesn't know what the fuck scott is and i'm like this is like literally why i had my hair pink for six years but whatever all right we'll move along here (laughs) um i love remixes of like all all songs like anything karaoke made yes yes anything that's a good song turned into a better remix oh yeah thank you
1: yeah like the toy story remix that dylan showed us Oh, yeah. You got a friend in me. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, it's> so <laughs> fucking good.
0: Some vibe. vibe. Um, I just like music that makes me feel good most of the time. But after having my kid, uh, I used it to heal and then, like, got depressed. And I talked about that a little bit earlier. But, like, I stopped loving music. Mm-hmm. This is why I went on to medication. Because, yep. like, the one of the main tools I was using to heal was no longer effective. Right. Um, and like that was just like you know me, my therapist, and my
1: doctor all agreed on that.
0: Um, so it was it was a rough, it was rough accepting that, and it honestly felt like I was never gonna like music again.
1: Oh yeah, no, it feels like a breakup with music.
0: Also, I was going through like, there's like a trifecta, and it always comes. In I threes. went through my identity crisis because of postpartum, my identity crisis because of my diagnosis of borderline personality disorder, and then my identity crisis because. I was a borderline yeah, for so long, like my whole life.
1: Identity instability is going to be something that we live with for the rest of our I lives. I finally
0: explained that to my sister today and she listened to me and was like, no, I I get it. I get it. Like you, you're like not going through it one time, but you're going through it like double hard time. For forever. Yeah. And it's like never going to. Yeah. And like, it may get a little, better, I thought my BPD was go gone until I started like feeling a little like bursts of splitting
1: and then you realize it's not gone it's a condition that i can make better it's maintained but that i will live with yeah. yeah
0: and i have to do things to take care of myself otherwise mm-hmm. it won't maintain it. and i realize that i may not always
1: be good
0: at taking care Literally of myself sound like
1: pete whatever his name is it sucks but yeah
0: but you know the best thing about it and i made that tiktok because i'm shake my ass I only got like 300 likes. I don't even think I got 300.
1: Dude, I can't get, I, I can't get more than like 40 likes on anything. because so. you
0: don't know anything about social media. And I do, but I'm too lazy and I don't want to pay someone. So we'll figure it out once we grow stuff. I don't I'll know, but like,
1: on it. that's where I'm like, other people use social media and they don't use it that often. And I'm like, how do they know so much more than, uh, than me? That's where I get so confused. That's, I mean, that's how I felt
0: about TikTok the first time I opened it. Like, what the fuck? How do these people know? What is it? What am I consuming? Right. Anyways, let's move along here. What is your can't let it go?
1: My can't let it go is, um, I don't really know at the moment. Probably, like, I, I need to get better at, at facing some shit that's going on and working yeah. through it that 's been like something on the forefront of my brain is I need to get better at journaling. Um, I literally haven't like journaled since the last time. I am that right I was there here. with you.
0: <laughs> I need to be a little bit better yeah to it at least once a week and I want I want to do it at least three times a week. I want to do, do like it every other
1: day. I want to do it. Like it, like I want to make a me time during the day and like make it a daily thing where I'm like, okay, at least I'm either going to write a gratitude list or I'm going to write out some stuff that I need to, to work through Right. or, or do something to help me work through this actively, not just like, I'm going to put some music on because it makes me feel good. That is helping. But am I actively listening to the music that is really making me feel good and analyzing what about it is helping me and what about it is hindering me? And that's the work that we keep talking about. Is like you're literally thinking about everything you do. It's so annoying. It it's so exhausting. I
0: just want to fucking Num honestly, numb the fuck out. Yes, <sighs> yeah. I want to get loaded and not fucking feel anything sometimes because I'm just like, this is why people are addicted to drugs, and this is not or an alive ad. Themselves. Yeah. This is not like I am not.
1: No, no one's advocating for this shit. Advocating We're just saying that we this. understand how hard how it, is it is and where the pull is. This is why people die. Yeah. It's just, it's... And it's, like, crazy now to think that, like... Because, you know, I grew up with a very judgmental family. It was very much, like, people just don't want to get better. And I'm like, no, yeah, I, I want I to get better. I want to get better so bad. Yeah, no. It's just hard. It's Honestly, so hard. Honestly,
0: Dylan was the same way until he realized... I've been in therapy, I've been going to therapy consistently every week, two times a week for a while there, and, like, we're just now getting down to, like, okay, post-traumatic stress disorder, like, seven months in, and and I'm like, you know, he saw me and just, like, realized after a certain while, like, she's really trying and she's not okay, and, like, just finally just came by my side and supported me and has never... never turned my back or never turned his back on me.
1: Yeah.
0: Like he at first didn't understand the mental health thing. Mm -hmm. And then like, he loved me so much Mm -hmm. that like he went through it with me, which is really fucking rare. But I guess my can't let it go is, uh, I'm starting to begin to feel like parts of my old self come back, Mm -hmm. like healthy parts of my old like, helly versions mm-hmm. of my past self, and I'm a proud of, like, the journey and relieved to know that, like, it does get better. I am finally in a place where I have more hope than I've had in my life. I, I mean... I may have not had as much doubt in my life than I've had at other <laughs> times because I didn't know it was mm-hmm. ignorance more than doubt. But now I have more hope because I understand the ignorant part and the doubt is not there because I have what I want and I have what I need in my life and it's always here for me mm-hmm. and it's my family. And like, that's just what I am about. Yeah. You know, and it sucks. We got bumped out of being able to move buy buy a home. There's. There's none left. Even if we could afford it now, like I don't know what what the future's gonna hold, um, and I'm just trying to remain open and encourage my partner to be remaining open because he just doesn't want to move for the life of him. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, fine. Like <laughs> well, it's we'll also important to remember that give like it that some time. is
1: that's within our circle of influence. It's not within our circle of control, right? Like we have our our inner circles. The outer circle is like we don't control that. That's just stimulus. It's
0: just nice to finally feel like. Oh, I remember doing this like like a few years ago and feeling like so good when I did it. And right now, I'm feeling the same fucking good feeling and I'm like, "Wow." Click, click, click. Like I click back into the healthy things about who I used to be that I'm comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Cuz like it's either that or I'm bored. <laughs> Just, like, it's no longer, like, a whole lot of negative now. It's like, uh... Yeah. Living like, with the boredom, boredom is, hard. is hard. Yeah, and then you gotta, like, not let yourself get too anxious. Um Which so it's is like exactly where I go.
1: <laughs> when I'm like, okay, we don't need to be bored. And it's like, why are you so bored? You don't need to be that bored. Stop it. And then it just keeps right. going on and on and you on. You just, just I'm like, sit here ah! and relax, please. Uh. But, like,
0: I think I've also really struggled with ADHD throughout my life. So, like... My ability to focus on one thing at a time is just, but, um, you know, I have learned to work around that by like keeping lists and I've done really well lately at keeping lists because like when I'm bored, I just make fucking lists and then like, I'll like look at recipes or I'll just find more stuff to micromanage in my life. And I'm running out of things right now, actually, Mm -hmm. which is kind of scary. I don't know what's going to happen next, but, um, yeah, like I'm gauging out my medication to like the most anxious parts of my days, then taking it instead of like taking it when I wake up and taking it when I go to bed. Mm. That's what I started like, uh, but now when I wake up, I just wake up, and once I do start to feel anxious, I'll take my first one, and then I'll just wait until I feel anxious again, and then uh, like sometimes that the between number two and three, I feel a lot more anxious than I feel like I should. Mm. So I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to take more of anything, but I also just really want to be as balanced as I fucking can be right now because I, there's so much that we want to do and take care of. And I want to enjoy this fucking time. He's yeah. only won once.
1: yeah.
0: And like, this is so much fun.
1: Well, and sometimes medications, it depends on what you're taking. Um, You do have to take it, you know, like very regularly for it to have the most optimal effect.
0: Right. This is an... As needed.
1: Oh, okay. All right. I
0: have the every day that I take my paroxetine at 7 p.m. regular. Yeah. That's the SSRI. Oh. Um, but this one is an as needed anxiety mm. medication. So it's supposed to help reduce the
1: anxiety. Um, How long does it last? Do you know the effect use? Because I have an as needed, but it lasts up to well, six to eight hours. Well, it's not
0: as needed as needed. It's take two to three times a day as needed Ah. so you can take it two to three times a day just take it when you need it okay and i didn't understand that part until like maybe a week ago and then i was like oh okay so i'm just gonna wake up and and when i need it is when i'm gonna take it and it's do that two to three times a day Hmm. so that's been working better but she asked me if my dose was good enough and i was like yeah it seems good and then like two days go by and then i'm like hmm
1: I always get scared trying to tell them like how I'm feeling on medications because I'm always like
0: so unsure. Yeah,
1: I'm like, oh, they're gonna do this thing to me, and I'm like, I have no idea what they're gonna do. I just should be honest.
0: It's okay. Just take deep breath. Be honest.
1: And well, uh... I just let them know. I should be like, I'll be honest. I'm really like nervous right now telling you how this stuff makes me feel because I am not in control, and my psychologist is yeah, like, yeah, makes you anxious, yeah, just like last time. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like after you've worked with therapy or like
0: a therapist or a psychiatrist for a while, like you you like joke around a little bit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like my therapist,
0: I make my therapist laugh a lot, which I don't think I'm like the funniest person in the world, Mm. but like I can make things pretty funny. Um, So you know, and like with her, I can like rant about how fucking pissed off I am about women's rights, and like. She can openly be like, I agree with you, or she can just say nothing, or she can say she disagrees, but it probably wouldn't be in the best interest of my health right. since she's providing. But, like, yeah, we talked about that, and I was just like, it's fucking bullshit, and I'm so mad about it, and, like, I was just, I don't know, I held on to... A lot of the pain and some of the things I was seeing on Facebook. I'm like on a cleanse right now off Facebook. Nice. It's still there, but I'm I'm just not going to get on it for a while. I need a break. People are posting stuff that I'm just like, are you serious? And I'm like, God, I just need to.
1: Dude, I just don't even want to like, do it. with maybe the recent every once in a while?
0: shooting, I
1: can't deal with this. No, I can't do it either.
0: I'm just going to say this. No one should be trying to protect anything but fucking kids. Period.
1: Yeah.
0: Fucking period. I'm scared for my kid. I think all parents are yeah, scared I don't, for theirs. I don't want
1: to put Sylvie in Me, school. Me neither. She's, like, getting close to the age of school my time. My part and I'm like, is... I don't know if I want to I do want that. I want him to have the experience of going to school. Yeah, I want her to be able to, like, figure out how to make friends and deal with problems and, like, you know, social... Uh, skills but like
0: and well, then also having the same education I'm somebody. just gonna go ahead and say we should probably take a few notes from some Ukrainians hmm. uh, those people figured out how to I know I'm fucking with my shit uh, those people figured out how to live life through wartime and raise families and they're doing it right now and I don't know like we what we're dealing with it pales in comparison to oh, yeah. their situation so like you know what i mean like as scared as i am to to go on and and not know if we're ever going to see change on this front um it's scary but at the same time i just have this knowing of like we have to move forward no matter what and it's going to be scary and we're going to have to protect my- our children but i'm not I don't want – there's certain level of things that I'm just not willing to, like, hold back from him. Yeah. And and school is just almost one of them.
1: I don't know, man. School was such a hard thing for me that – I don't know. I think there are other other ways that she can get the benefits don't of that school wrong. offers. I don't
0: want him to go to public school. <laughs> yeah. They're... I just – I mean, if I can – if I can swing it, I want him to go to, like, a private school and, like, learn real – and have, like, good um, – you know, a good connection with his teachers and have hands on and just be more individual Mm -hmm. with his education early on. I think that would be highly beneficial. And then he can go to public school. (laughs) But like, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but that's, I mean, that's what I would like to do. Yeah. But I mean, you know, in light of all the things that have happened, it's just been really hard for me to not, um, feel a certain deep, sad type of way when going through Facebook and it's only Facebook that bothers me. It's not Instagram. Nothing I follow on Instagram. It's all the stupid people on fucking Facebook and yeah. honestly, I don't know if anybody listening saw or even you saw but like I made like three posts in a row that was like fucking ranting just like losing my mind a little bit like if you're fucking pro life and you didn't get a vaccine Go fucking get out of here. Like, just get off my fucking list. Like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And, like, I lost my mind a little bit. But, like, I deleted it all. And then I deleted a a few people. um, And, like, this guy, like, screenshotted what I wrote and, like, fucking shared it on his page. And I'm like, oh, my God, the ignorance just it just keeps going and I'm like why did I have to light the fire (laughs) Jesus Christ but like yeah so I'm off of there that's just toxic I don't need to involve I don't need to argue with people on the internet and I needed to remind myself that I don't need to argue with people on the internet about children's rights or mine so um Go fuck yourself Which, if you are
1: everyone. not pro-women's I was going to say, just remind everyone, children have no rights in America. They're viewed as property. Legi- in, in most of the world, they're viewed as property. Fuck yeah. Legitimately property.
0: Anyway, on a positive note, I'm going to give my kid as much autonomy as I fucking can dump yeah. into him. All right? He's going to be working if he wants to work. But he doesn't have to. Like, I'm not going to let him work at 10 years old like I did. But <laughs> oh my, <God. laughs> my parents are like, go pick berries. And I went and hung out with, like, all the Hispanic kids and picked berries. Like, literally. So. Anyway, guys. That's enough ranting for us. I'm going to go take you to your mamas. Go get my child. Go get your child from your mother's. All right. Yep tune in soon oh my gosh i'm so tired tune in soon for another episode don't forget to check us out on instagram and facebook at annie are you okay podcast and at twitter at aayopodcast uh, A-A-Y-O podcast. all caps and don't forget to hit the subscribe like follow button on spotify and apple and hey leave us a review let us know what you like about the show
1: or right. what you don't like you know haters are fans you can too. always just
0: message that to us, though. <laughs> I mean, that's the nice thing to do, but if you really don't like right. us, then that's fine. Um, Haters are fans, too. Lick it. Alright. Love you. <laughs>
1: Love you. Bye.